Welcome to the Weekly Wrap-Up, a production of Maranatha High School in Pasadena, California. Join us each week as our host, Ms. Teresa Peterson and Dr. Joe Chai, recap some really cool stories that showcase the incredible student body here at the school. Let's listen in now. Should we get started? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, we are back uh, after a week hiatus, I think. My, my sense of time is getting all wonky right now. It was a nine-day hiatus, and I like saying hiatus and not, like, vacation, because it just sounds cooler yeah, to me. it makes it sound more sophisticated. Yes, agreed. <laughs> I, <laughs> and I'm all for trying to incorporate more sophistication yeah. into my yeah. the way I present myself. Yeah, same-sies. <laughs> same-sies. <laughs> I just ruined it, didn't I? Ironic. <laughs> That's ironic. I love it. Same-sies. Oh, yeah. So we were not here last week and we're back this week, which probably explains why we feel like, I don't know, I suspect this is how runners might feel after they haven't gone running for a few days. It's just like, oh, to get back into it. (laughs) And you want to know what? Okay, so first of all, my body absolutely had to readjust to getting up for work because I, you know, halfway through the break. I was staying up like two or three hours later than oh, I normally yeah. do and then sleeping in. Right. So uh, in a really evil twist of fate, somehow two nights ago, I accidentally hit. I have a whole bunch of alarms in my phone mm-hmm. for different like when I have physical therapy and mm-hmm. for work mm-hmm. and whatever. Well, I have one that's 521 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's a one off. Right. It's not an all week thing. Yeah. Somehow it accidentally got hit two nights ago. So on top of my body still not adjusting to getting up at six, my alarm went off at 521 and I was like, who's there? What's happening? What's wrong? (laughs) Are the police here? Like, I really didn't understand what was happening. And then I was wide awake and was like, well, I guess I'm up now. So my body was like, grr. (laughs) Well, like it or not, I mean, we're back. Uh, and can you believe that when this episode drops, it's it's already going to be the month of March. I really can't. I Where did the time go? I don't know. Oh, geez. It's going way too quickly. The kids are definitely, like, struggling to get back into the swing of things. But Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not mad at them for it. No, no. I mean, we're human. Yeah. Um, just coming out of a break like that, it, it takes some adjusting. Yeah, but it's good. It's so good to have the time off. Yeah, much needed and and very very much enjoyed. Yes, um, I think today's episode there's uh, we we've got stories up the wazoo, and it's exciting because you know we you and I were talking yesterday and sort of connecting about what this week's episode ought to be, mm-hmm. and we were sharing some of these stories with each other. And we were both marveling at at the through line of all these stories. And I love how you framed it yesterday. And it was this theme of waiting. And I don't know why, as soon as you said that, like, uh, that old Tom Petty song started playing in my head. Waiting's the hardest part, you know. Uh, but you take it by faith. You take it to the heart. Um, and then good things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of the, the, the running theme for a lot of these stories. Because for some of these... Um, our, our young people and um, the f- really fantastic adults who who lead these activities, mm-hmm. um, they, they really put in the work. So I know something like Sea Perch, for example, mm-hmm. I know that's been on your radar. Um, tell us a little bit about that, because I think 
the average layperson around here has no idea what that is. Listen, I work here and our kids slay at Sea Perch, and I still am not totally sure I can grasp what they're doing. Right, right. Um, so, Mom, here you go. <laughs> sea Perch. Okay, first of all, we have a Sea Perch team. They are awesome. It's is it like a robotics thing? What what is Sea Perch? Yes. Okay. So it's an engineering like club. Mm. Okay, for kids who like to design and build things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a on land part and then a in the pool part. Mm. And on land they design something that's intended to go uh, to be submersible to go under the water. Right. And like remote control, be able to be navigated. So you go through the first process where you, as a team, you decide what you're going to design and you do all of the, that actual paperwork part. And then you have to actually, you go to a regional competition and you put your design in the water and they have this whole like a series of things that they grade your vessel on and it's like agility maneuverability there's all these different categories and it has to go through like obstacle courses and do all these different things right so we have so many kids that are interested in this that we Mm. have a team a and a team b Mm -hmm. and they just like over our the week we had off they went to their regional competition Mm -hmm. So team A won the competition and in four categories, they finished first in three Mm -hmm. and second in one and they won the overall competition. But, But the irony is that our B team finished second in three categories and third in one. So really our B team could have won. Wow. Were it not for our A team. Mm hmm. That's how good our A and B teams are. So they win their competition. This is the third straight year that yeah. our school has won the regional Sea Perch competition. And now in May, they get to go to Maryland for a national Sea Perch competition, mm-hmm. which is like, it's just such a cool experience. Yep. Sometimes these kids have never gotten on a plane before. Yep. Um, they get to meet kids that are like-minded and like-interested from all over the country and they get to see other people's creativity and they get to see how they stack up against the other kids with the best designs Mm -hmm. in their region. So it's like just a really, really cool experience and a great niche opportunity for someone who's really into engineering design stuff. Yeah. I love that. Um, And, you know, I obviously have no, like, zero engineering chops. I know nothing about this world. But what was fascinating up to me hearing what you just shared is how interdisciplinary a lot Mm -hmm. of this is. Because I studied leadership in my grad school, and everything you were describing you could apply it to mm-hmm. the domain of leadership. You're identifying what a problem is. You're prototyping solutions. You keep iterating and making small changes until you get the desired outcome that you're looking for. That's that's a life skill. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I think this is 
this transcends just engineering. I think if, if any young person wants to participate in something like this, yeah, they get that really exciting hands-on experience, but I feel like they're also picking up these really neat life skills that some of us paid like a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm still bitter Go about Vanderbilt. that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yes, I'm so glad actually, that it's they're so that. it's so interesting that you say that because I didn't remember this until you just made your observation. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you remember Aaron Chang. Mm-hmm. He's a freshman engineering major at USC now. Wow. So in one of his essays for his college applications, he talked about we had COVID and then Seaperch like didn't immediately it wasn't like everybody was like, oh, let's jump right in and do it. Sure. He really wanted to keep it going. Mm. He took it upon himself to get the team together and try to motivate them to want to do it again. Mm. And he used food to do it. Mm-hmm. But it took his, like, he was like, everybody loves dumplings. Mm-hmm. So he made a whole bunch and he invited them to eat. And over these homemade dumplings, which he said everybody was like freaking out about, they were so good. Yeah. But um, o- over that meal, he presented his reasons why they it was really not something that they should let go by the wayside. Wow. And it it was how he talked in his application about his leadership skills yep. because the prompt was talk about a time where you were the one who demonstrated the leadership skills and what happened like how did you do it mm-hmm. and what was the outcome. And then they won their regional competition and went to Maryland. That's so cool. And yeah, but it speaks to what you were observing, mm-hmm. that it's not just about understanding the concepts involved in engineering design. It's about being able to work together as a team. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. about being able to recognize what the team needs in any specific moment or season as you go through the process. And then there's this really awesome dad, the dad who supervises it. His son has already graduated and he's still the coach for the Seaparch team. So it requires people who are committed to the community who will, you know, continue to help the students have the opportunity to participate in something that cool. Wow. Well, well done to the Seaparch team for sure. I, I hope, um, the successful accolades keep coming in. Um, and I love that, you know, this activity, just as we sort of unpacked, it represents something beyond just engineering, beyond just building something. There's there's something transcendent that's really at play here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same case for um, uh, some of our students who recently went on a speech and debate tournament. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, two coaches here, um, Coach Israel Kalade and Miss Shannon Smith. They took our speech and debate team up to UC Berkeley over the winter break. Mm -hmm. That's another through line. While you and I were at home watching Netflix, (laughs) these kids were like busting their humps, like going on (laughs) these amazing experiences. Traveling all over, competing. I know, I know. But they were having awesome experiences. Like how cool is that that they, two of our teachers. It was a four day overnight trip to UC Berkeley. They took them up to Berkeley. And they went to participate in the California Invitational that was hosted by the UCB Debate Society. So this is a significant deal 
because the top ranked high school debate teams across the nation, uh, in some cases, even the top 10 schools were present at Mm -hmm. this event. So our students got to hang out with some really talented people. A lot of kids probably who've been doing speech and debate since way before high school. Right, right. And what was really cool, because some of the, some of our students, uh, especially in this year's cohort of speech and debate, they're, they're pretty green. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like freshmen, just experiencing for the first time. But I'm so pleased to report that our students did really, really well. In particular, uh, the coaches gave a shout out to Grace Jung and Taylor Yoon, two of our freshman gals, as well as Sharia Bartia and Jeremy Ng. Uh, these guys ranked 16th and 17th, respectively. Get this, out of 108 teams in the JV public forum. 16th and 17th out of 108. Mm-hmm. Our students are going toe-to-toe with mm-hmm. some of the best in the nation mm-hmm. and they're competitive and young and young like lots of room lots of time and room to improve and hone their skills and right. and presumably continue to even get better right and i love stories like that because yeah i mean we we've we've heard many <laughs> success stories about kids like jeremy and sharia uh, but grace and taylor mm-hmm. they're brand new at mm-hmm. this they have uh, they're they're wide eyed and mm-hmm. green, and they have uh, three more great years of high school left in their careers, mm-hmm. and they're already getting super amped about this, and they want to continue this work uh, throughout their high school career. I think that's really exciting. It is super exciting. I'm I'm super pumped up for them. I love athletes of all shapes and sizes, yeah. and this is like being a mental athlete, right? Right. Be like exercising I love that. that muscle is uh, another way that our students, you know, get in there and show their talents and their hard work. Right. And I think in terms of the waiting, you know, the the hard work that you put in over weeks and weeks and weeks, and sometimes you see the ultimate result, mm. and sometimes you don't, and it can be heartbreaking or sure um and it can be like the mental toughness that you need to push through when it even when it's all going really well because it's just so exhausting i think sometimes dare i say sometimes coaches at the high school level maybe don't fully grasp the mental fatigue from class alone yeah in addition to the mental fatigue of the practice and the competitions and the travel and all that. And sometimes it can like, sometimes I look at some of our students who do this kind of stuff and they kind of get that glazed over look (laughs) and they're just like, "Ah, I'm so tired, but it's, it's mental fatigue a lot of the time. So I'm just always really proud of them when they can push through all of the prep work that they've done for months and months and then they go to Berkeley or they go to a regional competition or whatever and they get really good feedback. It's awesome. Yeah, the waiting is worthwhile. It it pays off in the end. Yes. And speaking of waiting, I mean, let's talk about the elephant in the room, boys and girls soccer. (laughs) I mean, what a historic year. Truly. I mean, tell us more about this because... even now, as we speak, the season isn't over. Right. Thousands and thousands of high schools across California and, and, and indeed the nation, uh, the season's already been wrapped up. Yep. 
Tell us a little bit about what's going on, because this is bonkers. It is bonkers. Okay, so a lot happened in the week that we were off. So (laughs) There's that theme again. (laughs) Yes, yes. So boys and girls soccer made it to CIF, Mm -hmm. Southern Section Brackets, right? Huge. Is awesome. Boys won their league and girls had a a good enough season that they got to go to CIF. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in a series of just crazy exciting games, some of them nail biters right to the end, (laughs) some of them blowouts, they both made it to the CIF championship weekend. Mm -hmm. So for the first time ever, both of our soccer teams were competing for Southern section championships last weekend, right? So already before we even talk about this week, already has history was made. Yes. So, I mean, just the road to get there, just so, (laughs) so grueling. These kids are so beat up. Yeah. Yeah. They're, They've got toenails falling off and they've got bruises and they're seeing chiropractors and they're getting taped up every day. And they're just some hip injuries. Yeah. Yes. Just so, so many injuries, but so committed to being ready to be on the field, even when they they'll say, I really probably shouldn't technically be out here, but I'm playing. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is how you get to this point when you have teams that have that approach. Yeah, Yeah. But so Friday night, last weekend, Friday night, the girls play in their Southern Section Championship and the boys play Saturday night. Friday night, they go to double overtime. Mm -hmm. So they play two 40-minute halves. They play a 10-minute half of overtime. So now we're at 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. They start the second 10-minute overtime. And it's been a very physical game. And... In the 95th minute, there's a foul called that we just really shouldn't. I could spend an hour talking about this, but I'm not going to. But the point is that a foul was called and the other team got a a free kick, a a penalty kick, which is just the kicker and the goalie. And in the 95th minute, they lost. Mm. And it was devastating. And of course, we're like so proud of them, but they're just all the wind is out of their sails they played such an incredible match and they lost okay fast forward to the next night now it's the boys Mm -hmm. and a very good portion of the girls team came to the boys game a very good portion of the boys came to the girls yeah lots of support within the students so now we're at saturday night and it's the boys southern section championship game Mm mm-hmm it's 1-1 at the end of regulation. That's 80 minutes. They do one 10-minute overtime. <laughs> and now they go to the second overtime. And I'm oh, not making wow. this up, Joe, in the 95th minute. <laughs> within, depending on who you talk to, because I heard like four different times, we're going to say conservatively within 15 seconds yeah. or less from the time that the girls lost the boys won Mm -hmm. in exact mirror images of each other's games in the same minute 
one lost and one won. Mm. So the boys won Southern Section CIF championships. Both teams, because they went so far, yeah. got to play in the state championships. Which have, has been going on this week. <laughs> which has been going on right. this week. So they played their first round on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we were, because they were playing at the same time, we were texting back and forth. Mm-hmm. Again, super weird. We would get a text, girls are up 1-0. Mm-hmm. Three, four minutes later, boys just scored. Score. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they just tied, it's 1-1. We just tied, it's 1-1. Girls just won. And I'm not kidding, like three minutes later, boys just won. <laughs> okay, so they both win 2-1. to one. So now... We're recording this on Thursday. You're going to hear this on Friday, and the results will already be right. available. But we're awaiting tonight. Mm-hmm. Both teams are playing mm-hmm. in semifinals. That's right. And the finals of state championships would be on, on Saturday. Saturday. Correct. So if either team or both teams win, they would play on Saturday. Unreal. Just crazy. And, the, and I should say, the boys' CIF championship is the first time Maranatha boys soccer has ever won a CIF championship. The girls have won, but the boys have never won. They've won their league before, but they've never won the CIF championship. So they get the joy of being the first to ever do that. And they'll get rings and banners and all that cool stuff. Yeah. So it was like from a sports, from a spectator point of view, it was like, really hard on the heart it was very stressful yeah. but so exciting and really honestly even though the girls lost it was such an incredible match that they really they really could have won which i understand makes it even more painful but it just speaks to they peaked at the right time and they worked really hard and I mean, you can speculate on how they got to the point where there was a penalty kick, but the fact of the matter is they went, to use your phrase, they went toe-to-toe with that team for 95 minutes and very easily could have won. Right. This is like the greatest era of (laughs) soccer for Maranatha, to be sure. So kudos to the coaches and the kids. They've worked really hard. They're all... That's who I was thinking of when I was talking about the fatigue, because uh, some of them, like yesterday, I sat next to one of their starters on the girls team, and she was doing a practice AP chem exam. (laughs) And she was like, Miss P, I'm so tired. I'm just so, so (laughs) tired, but I have to get this done. And it's like, yeah, because you have practice and physical games that you have to play, and then you have to come to class and get ready for AP exams in Mm -hmm. May. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, that's the truth. And you're right. The fatigue is so real. Uh, either boys or girls players, when you just look at them uh, and and you just see how some of them are, are limping around yes. and just feeling so tired. But gosh, I mean, speaking of transcendent values, I mean, I, I love that story in particular because I feel like really more than, you know, the rings, the accolades, the banners, Really what's enduring is that they're developing so much perseverance because mm-hmm. of all this. And that's another outcome of just waiting for uh, for excellence uh, and just putting in the work to finally see your dream come to fruition. These kids are scrappy mm-hmm. and they're, they're putting in the work and their, their character speaks volumes about 
what enduring perseverance look, ought to look like. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you're right. Kudos to everyone involved. This has been such an exciting week. We're looking forward to seeing what happens tonight. Yep. Um, and I'm sure our audience will know, just as we will, uh, by tomorrow morning, yeah. what actually happens. But very exciting time to be here. Hey, do you know what the drowsy chaperone is? And no, it's not me at the winter formal. <laughs> Although that was kind of me, the drowsy chaperone. You and me both. We were both there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, no, I mean, uh, gosh. Uh, it's a musical? Right. It is our spring musical. Um, it's it's next weekend. It's next weekend. Yeah, next I wanted weekend. to give a shout out. When you're listening to this, just think I got to get my tickets to go to the performance the following weekend mm-hmm. and see our kids perform the Drowsy Chaperone. Yeah, and similar to all these other stories I've been highlighting, these young creatives have been putting in the work. So much. Uh, with set design, costumes, uh, rehearsing and memorizing their lines. The, the show's going to be awesome. It is. And I, uh, because they rehearse in the student center where right. my office is, right. pretty much every day when I walk out of the office, there's they're setting up and getting ready to rehearse. Yeah. On Tuesday night when I was here, I was outside watching the soccer game, but I came in the building at mm-hmm. halftime and they were just in full song mode sing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this so is going to be so fun. It's going to be so, so great. Good. It's going to be great. Tickets are on sale right now on purple yes. pass. So mm-hmm. any of our listeners who are part of the, our community, please uh, consider availing yourself next Friday or Saturday to catch one of these shows. Our, our kids definitely deserve your attention. It's going to be a great show. I'm excited. Well, gosh, that was a lot of updates, a lot of storytelling. Uh, Just want to make sure because, you know, the original intent behind our show was to tell the stories that weren't being told. Um, Do you have any other stories on your radar before we sign off this week? I do. And it actually relates to college. Okay, But it's not the traditional update that you might be thinking of because we're we're kind of in a low point right now in terms Mm. of it's a uh, it's a time where they're making decisions, but they're not the colleges aren't giving them out yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we're still waiting on those. But I learned this morning, okay, you remember way back when last semester when we interviewed Kyron Lynn, the yeah, fencer? Of course I do. Right? He's awesome. Such an awesome guy. Yeah. Well, I learned this morning that he was recruited for fencing and has committed to Duke University. Whoa, that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. First of all, Duke is really hard to get into. It's obviously, even though I'm a Tar Heel fan forever, (laughs) um, uh, it's a really hard school to get into, and it's an awesome school. Great school. And so, I mean, just so excited for him. When I heard that, I was like, wow. "Wow." And I love it that Mm. the recruiting is branching out. Like, I love it that it's, you know, not just sort of the traditional athlete committing to college i love it that we have other areas that our kids are demonstrating excellence Mm -hmm. in that schools are saying oh i we want that kid to come to our school so shout out to kyron that is so awesome i'm so excited for you yeah we're so happy for you bud yeah 
That's super cool. I love that. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you snuck that in there because <laughs> that would have been criminal if we forgot that. Right. I know. When I found out, I was like, again, I thought, how would I have known that? That's the birth of this whole yeah. podcast was things that happen that we don't find yeah. out about. Yeah. And um, I just every week in my staff meeting with the college counseling staff, I ask like what cool stuff is going on. And yeah. Mrs. Fernandez said, oh, Kyron committed to Duke Mm -hmm. and I was like oh podcast material exactly I mean that's that's really it you hit the nail on the head I mean as as much as we love each other's company we love telling and bragging about our kids I mean that's really why this whole thing exists 100% so well done Kyron well done to see perch soccer programs speech and debate speech and debate our performing arts kiddos man all of it this was easily top three episode for me. What a great episode. Lo- loves all these stories. Me too. All right. Well, we know how uh, <laughs> we know how we like to end things around here. Let's I don't know see. if our audience is tired of this, but Teresa, you want to close us out? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why that cracked me up so much. I really, you know, I get asked every once in a while, are you guys ever going to do like a video feed of your recordings? Not a bad idea. And I don't know if it would help if they could have seen your face right then. <laughs> but his face, just something in his face just tickled me and made me crack up. Now, you know what? We're all creatures of habit. So, yes, definitely close this out for us. Okay. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the weekly wrap-up, a production of Maranatha High School. Maranatha is a Christ-centered, evangelical college preparatory school that celebrates the whole student by equipping hearts and minds to reflect God's glory through academics, as well as the arts, athletics, and service. For more information about Maranatha High School, contact us at info at mhs-hs.org or visit our website at maranathahighschool.com.